0: Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with source.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is Ray. (laughs) And this is Heather. And just when you think we were going to come back, we're back. We're back (laughs) and we missed you too. We are so happy to be here on our metaphysical porch. We're rocking on our
2: chairs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We really probably have to update the porch.
3: You and your porch. I I don't know.
1: I know people like it, though. They tell me about how much they like the metaphysical porch. Okay. <laughs> well, we have a rainy night here in California, so I just heard some thunder coming through. So we're happy that you're here. And as Heather and I love to do every week, we love to talk about leading edge information, but in a way that is palpable and a way that's delicious, that's applicable to your everyday life. And let's just face it, if it doesn't work in your everyday life, it's just an intellectual you know, experience and that only goes so far. I don't know how much time Ugh. we're all we're working moms. We got, uh, we've got a lot of relationships going on. We need stuff that is, let's, it needs to work. It needs to, it needs
3: to it, it's, it does need to work. And I just have to tell you, my little one this morning who just turned eight, she's like, Mom, why do you listen to this Abraham? Thing? <laughs> I'm like, because it's delicious and I love it. She's like, I don't love it.
1: <laughs> <Isn't> it <hysterical? laughs>
3: oh my gosh, it's so cute. And I said, But if I translate it for you, you're gonna love it. So you're I love think it. maybe some of our listeners might be similar. Exactly. If it's fun and easy, they're gonna like it. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what we're doing. We're making all this metaphysical mumbo jumbo fun easy but it is it's principle people you know this is real stuff this isn't hidey flighty kind of stuff it is real science it is actual principled ways to live a more joyful, healthy, exciting and vibrant life. How can you turn away from that, you know, and Heather and I have been both doing this long enough where we know that this stuff works. Otherwise, we wouldn't be wasting your time or ours. So it is fun to come together. And we are so appreciative of the Unity Network and the support of our work here as we love to talk about these leading edge teachers, we, we kind of love the channels. You know, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of um, core unity teachers who were quote unquote channels. Who did a lot of um, work opening up, obviously, to the broader knowing, and whether you call it channeling or allowing in your broader knowing. I think really good teachers, leading edge teachers who are getting information from you know where consciousness is now, are doing a, a little bit of challenge, uh, channeling. So when we talk about Esther Hicks, she's just she's kind of honed in on um, on this broader knowing. She's practiced it. She's a you know she's just a really great um athlete. She's a metaphysical athlete in her ability to tune in to this broader source. So we, we do kind of love the Abrahams. Although Heather is a channel and she has honed her skills. And uh, we encourage you to take advantage of of her abilities and reach out to her. Her website, if you um if you don't have it, is resetyourmindset.net and she's available for channeling sessions and all kinds of other support. So um, I think we're all channels. We just we you are, know, need to focus sure. in on it. And then there's, you know, people who spend eight hours a day, you know, like Esther does. And you get good at something you do that long. <laughs> you know, these workshops that they do around the country, they, I mean, you know, that's a lot of of opening to source and spirit and focusing on that one talent. So it, it is um, a great privilege to talk to these teachers and hear them. I think all of us who follow the Abraham teachings and teachings like it kind of start to hear them in our head too, don't you? Don't you feel mm-hmm. source talking to you and speaking to you and guiding you? You know, every day, all day long. I I really... I mean, I think that's
3: the difference to me between me being a channel when I open my mouth and it comes out and it's recorded for clients and things like that. It's different than when I hear it in my head. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It It does. It's like it's a different experience. I think all of us um, hear it in our head. It's just a matter of discerning. Is that my ego? Is that my... um, You know, the the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other shoulder is is that, you know,
1: what is it? Is it source? You know, it's just that
3: discernment
1: yeah and and one thing i think we've learned from these teachers is the way that we can discern it is how it feels capital f how does Mm -hmm. it feel does it bring you exhilaration do you feel that leveling of excitement and lightness at the same time do you feel inspired do you feel um, motivated and moved to take action um, all those things are really a way to discern whether it's the voice of Source or the voice of your mother.
4: We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna it. get in trouble.
1: If you- <laughs> so if it makes you feel guilty, bad, and shamed, that's not. It's not <laughs> Source energy. Not Source. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> so and it's
3: not April Fool's.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not source
3: fooling you with a funny personality. Yeah, it's
1: not. It's not source parading as your mother or yeah, no, no, no. So it is exciting um, to hear these teachers to hone in on it. And, you know, as much as we love the Abraham work, and boy, we love it. We're complete gluttons for it. I mean, we're on the master's plan which is really the glutton plan um but it's it's a lot of information coming through so part of what we're here to do is to break down this delicious stuff and and talk about it and we encourage your feedback you can send emails to us at everydayattraction at com, or there's also uh, a unity address everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.com um And we have a lot of Stitcher listeners. So hi, Stitcher listeners. We're like number 30 on the spiritual Stitcher list. So we thank you all for sharing, uh, with your friends and letting people know about this, uh, podcast slash radio show. So we're, we're happy that, um, that, you know, we're all coming together going, this stuff is great, but what does it mean for Tuesday afternoon? You know, what does uh-huh. it mean when I get the email that pisses me off or <laughs> what does this mean when I can't pay that bill or, you know, uh, the real nitty gritty stuff and some of the new concepts. And again, this work is always evolving as we are asking more. We ask more. It gives us more. I think that we're in an accelerated period right now um, because Esther has tapped into um even more her broader knowing because of Jerry's transition, her great, her partner of many, many years. I think that she has honed in, um, on source even more. She's been quite motivated to do that. Uh, cause if you know, you can talk to your loved ones who've, who've, <laughs> who've made their transition, that's a real motivator. Um, but some of the principles that are coming through, uh, are, I think with more clarity than they have in the past, or maybe we're just more receptive. They've probably been fully cooked, but we're able to receive them. And one of the concepts we want to talk about on today's show is this idea of the infinite pie. Just just let that roll over you. The infinite, don't you love the word pie? First of all, pie is such a great word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then put the word infinite, infinite pie. Um, and the concept basically comes from this I- this idea that we in our consciousness often see resource or source as like an, a finite pie, and there's only a certain number of slices to go around. So we see everything in the sense of limitation. And that's part of a consciousness that we're trying to break through as we go through this expanded time, um, as we try to understand the quantum. Uh, energy work here, that there really is nothing that's finite, that everything is infinite in nature, and it's constantly recycling itself. So we want to pierce that false belief that there's such a thing as a finite pie. Because what happens when we think that source source, and material and energy, when we think that they're finite, then we start to compete with one another, if there's only so much to go around. And then we get into these crazy ideas that, you know, if I take too much, then someone else is, doesn't get their share. Some of these yep. old technologies, these are old technologies. They served us at one point in our evolution, um, but now they're holding us back. And, and the Abrahams will say something like, you know, um, you can't get sick enough to make sick people well, yep. or you can't get poor enough to make poor people rich, you know, it doesn't work anymore. The finite pie idea, the slicing up of only so much to go around, we just got to break through because it's holding us back from being at at a more um, fantastic way of working with this infinite energy. So so Heather, for you, when you think of infinite pie, other than apple cherry and pumpkin, what comes up for you? (laughs) You're so cute. I, I
3: think, oh my gosh, you're cracking me up. One, I don't like pie at all. Like I would never <laughs> eat pie if oh you me a million dollars. How is that possible? <laughs> I just, I don't like most desserts. If it doesn't have chocolate in it, I don't like it. And pie, <laughs> never cared for it. Don't like the crust. But what I think about is expansion. So what I think about infinity, I always think about the expansion of there's always something more and more and more and more and more. And, more. and so I just always think about um, the essence of expansion, always expanding into infinity.
1: Um, I like that the unlimitedness of supply because, yeah. and really, wh- what's what's unlimited is our imagination. And so, and and if everything starts in consciousness, that every quote unquote problem that we have, even on the planet, that with our 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 imagination and our faculty to um, to bring in new ideas and new ways of working with energy, I think we we hardly have even scratched the surface of the potential of the energy of the planet. We're still again using some really old technology we are you know sucking oil out of the rocks where you know we really haven't even tapped into some of the exponential amount of movement um, just from from an energy standpoint but also for just ideas for solving whatever problems we have there is, you know, there's an infinite amount uh, of energy for um for re uh refocusing, repositioning, reimagining what's possible on the planet. And it's that dreaming that has led to every major invention that we have in, in the modern world.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there was a dream of flight and from that came the mechanics uh of 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 flying, of, of airplanes and, and you know, there is this understanding that we have to begin at that place of being dreamers. And when we can well, dream from that infinite place.
3: What, what I was thinking that I've been noticing a lot lately, um, as I discern the different, like the subtleties of um, connection and alignment, is that when I can envision something from this place where it just something drops into my mind as if someone placed it there and I found it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, Oh, look at this. This is sitting here. That's so weird. I didn't see it sitting there just a moment ago. Um, this divine inspiration. That's when the creativity, when we're Coke, when, you know, Abraham talks about co-creating at its finest. I really get that sense of feeling in co-creation when we're not actually thinking it up, but, but, the um, imagination is delivering it into our brains, you know? I don't yes. know if that makes sense No, it is.
1: It makes sense because a lot of, of great discoveries have come, you know, after the inventor took a nap. You know, uh-huh. there's all this great history of that. You know, they released resistance. Spirit was able to move through in a clear, more defined way. And then voila, you know, the problem was solved. The invention was brought together. But, you know, part of it is is piercing um, this veil of scarcity that, that often follows us around in our world, not enough love, not enough time, not enough money. Um, All of that is a consciousness. And what happens is when we hold that consciousness it outpictures itself in scarcity and resources scarcity and relationships scarcity and money so what we have to do is go back to the drawing board if you will and really release the idea that scarcity is even at a capital T truth and that rattles a lot of cages for people because they see well there's only this one little earth and There's only so much to go around, but again, we haven't really tapped into some of the infinite potential that even the planet now or the planet that we dream it to be could have. So today we're going to be talking about the infinite pie, and that could be your favorite pie or it could be your favorite (laughs) topic, that Mm -hmm. there is more than enough to go around when we are desiring from our authentic selves, when we are desiring within our true selves Um And so we're going to talk more about this, and we're going to listen to a little bit of Delicious Abraham as they give us more ways to live um, in alignment with this broader knowing and to accelerate that which we've asked for to come into our experience. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We love to talk about the leading, bleeding edge, and we're happy that you're here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
0: return to everyday attraction and the metaphysical porch with your spiritual neighbor Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real spiritual.
1: Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Heather and Ray, and we um we were talking before the break about infinite pie. <laughs> I'm just going to keep like playing with that infinite pie that we truly are living in a place where um, there is always more and more uh, to have and to imagine and to create. And uh, that's why I love technology so much. I think it's like, I just adore it because it really showcases that there is so much more possible then we've even begin we've even begun to live. And another one of my favorite resources is TED Talks, um, Technology Education and Design, TED.com. Oh my Lord. If you just spend a little like I try and, and watch at least one TED a day if I can. Sometimes in the morning when I'm getting ready, I'll just listen to. Um, what an incredible resource to really pierce any kind of misconception that you have that scarcity exists. Uh, Because if there is the illusion of scarcity, there is someone who is imagining how to get around it and how to still have what we need. Um, It's pretty exciting. But when we talk about um, more intangible things like love, health, wealth, uh, it really is fun to talk about the infinite pie because then it's more about, well, what do you want? What do you want? What is it that you're asking for? And uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of an Abraham track. Again, this is uh, a little morsel from the Abraham Hicks work where we encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and purchase their entire plethora of tracks to go to a workshop, to buy the books. There's some new books coming out that they're talking about that's so exciting. Uh, But to just sort of dive us into this discussion a little deeper, we're going to listen to Esther Abraham talk about the infinite pie. Here we go.
6: The concept of the infinite pie that, um, you know, a lot of people see lack or limitations that there's only so much money going around and, and once it's gone, there's the concern that, you know, if I don't get my share, then. Um
2: we don't understand how you would come to that place. We explain to you that you're the creator of the pies, and, and that's you, what I want, And to then expand. you worry about the pie not being enough pie, just make another pie. <laughs> yeah. Make
6: yeah. another
2: pie. If you're the pie maker, then make as many pies yeah, as you, you want, slice them up any way you want.
6: Right. And um, yeah, because I didn't know if an analogy adding um, laying new pipes would be good to include with this. I, I get it, but I, I wanted to I, I just got the sense that it would be something really good to um, You have to
2: find your place in this because the word infinite only feels good when you're on the high flying disc. Because you feel up to speed with it and capable of contemplating it and flowing with it and knowing what to do. If you're not on the high flying disc, infinite is overwhelming. So a lot of people hang around in this concept, what he's talking about. So here's this prosperity pie and it is unlimited where so many humans think that there's this finite amount of prosperity and if that guy gets a large amount of it and that guy gets a large amount of it then there is less to be spread among the others and so there's a sort of competitive lack based consciousness that happens but when you come to understand that you are the creator of your reality you are the creator of your prosperity just logically look at the resourcefulness Better said, the resources of your planet today and compare them with the resources a very short time ago. Where are these resources coming from? Resources have always been the exchange of human energy. But when you were trading beads and digging up gold and trading nuggets for fur and that sort of thing, your economy was not anything like it is today. Now what you are trading is intellectual capacity the unlimitedness of it but in its unlimitedness and in its intangibleness (laughs) it can tend to make you feel sort of lost or overwhelmed you have to sort of get the hang of this kate and luke gave esther a pen that she keeps in her date book and it looks like a magic wand it's her favorite thing to have in her hand And she writes and scripts and focus wheels with it and waves it around as she is dictating to the universe some of that please, some of that please, some of that please because from that high-flying disc there just isn't anything that you could point at that won't come directly to you as directly as your path is allowing. And so if you spend this time carving out the path being on the high-flying disc as much as you can so let's say You're on this high-flying disc because you woke up there because you were born there this morning. You're born again there this morning. And you recognized it and you've been doing it for a few days, so you're pretty good at it. And you're basking and appreciating and feeling good and breathing deep and enjoying what you're drinking and liking the feeling of your body and appreciating your home and thinking those thoughts that feel good and are renewing to you. And then something occurs to you that is not that high-flying and you say, Esther's been saying, I have 17 seconds. She said to a friend the other day, I have something to tell you and I only have 17 seconds to do it in. We said, that's not exactly what we had in mind when we told you about the 17 seconds. She's also taken to sort of counting. She realizes that she's moving in a direction And from past experience, she knows it has the potential of taking her to a place she doesn't want to be or of carving out more of that path that she would like to let lie dormant. She wants those old pipes to close up from neglect that's a really good way to say that she wants those old pipes that lead to unwanted things to close up from neglect from her neglect and she wants the new pipes toward what she is wanting to open up from her attention and so i've got 17 seconds so she's been going 17 16 15 14 13 something about just counting down keeping her mind on the counting rather than on the thought by the time she gets down to one she can't remember what it was for a few days she chewed on her
1: all right, let's stop there. There's so much juicy stuff going on there. We want to break it down, play <laughs> by play. So um, let's go back to the beginning of that segment. So we were talking about, you know, isn't it funny that you're the pie makers and you're talking about not having mm-hmm. enough, pie? Not it's enough like, pie. Make more pie. Go back to the flour, butter, water, whatever it is, <laughs> and start to make more. But there is that, uh, that sort of misunderstanding again that that we're not the pie maker, that there's some other energy that's delving up how much is available, you know.
3: And it's, well, and a lot you know, of people believe that. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, I'm waiting to see what I'm destined to do because I'm not in this, you know, that's not my decision. Somebody else has decided that for me, you know.
1: Yes, yes. And and I think that's that in and of itself is a pretty powerful stance to you know, don your baking hat and say, I am the pie maker. So Uh if something isn't showing up, then I'm going to go back to my infinite resource and begin to dream again, and begin to uh, imagine. Um, And, and, you know, the, the one real gift that I got in that last segment, was that you know, the infinite pie sounds really great to you if you're on the high-flying disc. Mm -hmm. Only. Only Only if you're on the high-flying disc. I had not heard that before. And if you're not on the high-flying disc, and and for those of you who who might be new to listening to us, high-flying disc means you're feeling good, you're connected to source, you're you're firing on all jets, you've practiced thoughts that are for you, not against you, etc. If you're not on the high-flying disc and you've been a little bit in... You know, some, some more murky energy, it's going to feel overwhelming to think yeah. that you're the pie maker.
3: <laughs> well, and it's just because everything's in baby steps. It's too far away from where you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that, though. I think that really made sense to me. Because yeah. sometimes infinite feels really great. And other times it feels like, oh, crap. Can someone just tell me what to do? Well, it's like
3: going to a restaurant and, and like you go to like, let's say Cheesecake Factory and they have, you know, how many pages on the menu? It's like, oh, the options, the options. Sometimes you go to a restaurant, there's three things. Do you want the beef, the chicken or the, you know, whatever? And you're like, oh, just give me that because it's easy, you know? Yeah. So it just depends on the space that you're in at the moment.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and that's, it's kind of really interesting to think about that. Um, and that unlimited prosperity feels really exciting to some and to others. It feels like a burden. It feels like too much to have to figure out, you know. But from the high flying disc perspective, it's a moment to moment experience. Yeah. You know, you don't get too far ahead of yourself, you know. And, and what's interesting too is, is that, that portion of the, the share there where they talked about our history. You know, it wasn't that long ago where we were just trading beads yeah. and bits of gold. And now we have Bitcoin, you know, which is a completely made up digital um, type of, uh, of currency, you know. and I don't even know what it is. So Bitcoin is basically a, an entire currency that was built on the trading of completely electronic uh, bits. <laughs> uh, and they, the, there was value given to those bits, and people trade them, uh, and they've been given a value. And of course, uh, if you keep up with the the latest news, there was some, you know, there was some trouble there in Bitcoin land with some, some of the big houses going, one of the bigger houses going under. But But this idea that you can create a currency, because a currency is basically an agreement Mm-hmm. that there's an exchange of energy between it's people. The value, yeah. That's it, you decide what the value is, you decide what the exchange rate is, and you build a community. And Heather and I have a lot of experience with that, where, you know, where we really step out of this idea um, that there is only one way to create um, prosperity. And, and going to that edge and starting to play with what we think are the rules, um, and then deciding that you can make up other rules and that uh-huh. as long as everybody's on the same page and understands principle and can play um there's infinite amount of possibilities. and so we're doing this on a metaphysical level all the time. Right. We're we're co-creating in that way and I think it is interesting to look at um how fast history is um is showing us that we are getting the idea that it's, well, what do you want to make of it? I think the internet in and of itself is enough proof that um, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Isn't that true?
3: (laughs) It's so true. And you know, if you're listening to this today and saying, well, I'm not there yet. I mean, just uh, what's that thing where you say, add, like if you're doing a recipe and you're like, add to desired, add desired amount or something of water or something. Um, just add the desired amount of, um, possibilities for yourself right now. You know, you can choose, you don't have to have an infinite possibility if you don't want to, you could have anywhere up to that, you know?
1: Yes, where you you can decide the pace of it. If it feels yes. overwhelming to have infinite choices, I can be anything. Uh no, I don't think I want to be anything. So here's the parameters. Here's here's the playing field that I'm comfortable. Um here's as much as I can. Um sometimes Abraham will say how good can you stand it? Yeah. And I think that's a really an interesting thing to look at because being on the high flying disc is great, but if it's it's but if it's a lot faster, than where you're comfortable, it's not a great experience. So we want to give ourselves, and I think that's a really great point, um, to decide what feels good to us. If infinite potential feels a little overwhelming, well then decide what kind of playing field does feel comfortable to you, does feel like you have your power in it. It's probably a little bit beyond your comfort zone, um, but not so much so that you lose your way. Um, so, and, you know, as, as Esther Abraham shared in that segment, you go back to just being kind of childlike about this, the, the pen as the magic wand, you're not here to figure this out. You're not here to create, um, the energy to move. You're here to participate in the flow. You're here to decide what your path of alignment is. And and I like the m- sort of silly magical thing that she talked about with her little magical pen. You're yeah. here to dream. You're the dreamer. Um, you're the one that's going to set it in motion. Um, the universe in and of itself is where it knocks itself out to line that up if there is no resistance to it. Uh, and I really love that part of it. So I want to play with the part of the infinite potential where I'm just having fun and I'm dreaming up um, the possibilities and then the universe is sort of, you know, the yellow brick road is being laid. (laughs) Speaking of which, we have to take a quick break. So we're talking about the infinite pie and your infinite potential and also finding your comfort zone within that possibility. We're going to take a quick break and check in with some of our friends at Unity uh, Online Radio, and we'll be right back after the break. Stay don't tuned. Don't go away.
0: been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everyday attraction at unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed
1: welcome back after the break hope you had a little bite of infinite pie <laughs> um one thing I wanted to clarify too, is we were listening to that segment from from Abraham, they talked about the 17 seconds. I wanted to clarify for anyone yeah. who, who wasn't up to speed on, on what they've been talking about with 17 seconds. So do you want to take a shot at that, Heather?
3: <laughs> sure. No, that's great. Um, I love the 17 seconds. So I, I've heard about this for a really long time and then I got it more and more and more as I understood it deeper. So basically, 17 seconds, there's something um, kind of magical about that number, that in 17 seconds, you're when you place your attention and focus on something, whether it's something you're wanting or something you're not wanting, 17 seconds is enough time to create momentum to then attract a similar like-minded focus thought into... Um, the realm, and um, and when you then take multiples of 17 seconds, multiple 17 plus 17 is 34. You're attracting even more. It's building momentum in your thoughts. So you kind of think about it like a um, like a snowball that at the top of the hill you create a little tiny ball and as it rolls down the hill it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it builds speed, it builds mass, and it builds, you know, trajectory. Your One of your words, right, right? Yes. Trajectory. Um, so if you're thinking about something that's working for you, Or something that actually just feels good, like sometimes I'll just focus on the sun shining on me and feeling warm for 17 seconds and it feels good. I can actually have a physical manifestation of that feeling. Then in that 17 seconds, it starts to bring thoughts of um, being on vacation or thoughts that are um, other ideas of being warm and sunny. And so it kind of attracts like-minded things.
1: I love that. That was beautifully put. And what's interesting about the moment-to-moment thing is that as these thoughts begin to connect, they start to affect what the Abrahams talk about as your point of attraction. So as you begin to bask in these larger and larger pools of thoughts that are attracting one another, as the 17 seconds continue to roll on, and, and as Heather said, the snowball begins to build, you, you begin to then radiate this point of attraction to which then you, you are in more co-creation and manifestation mode where things are happening in the real world, quote unquote physical world, which isn't really the real world. It's actually mm-hmm. a very small percentage of the real world, but it begins to show up, um, in things, in smells, in experiences, in people and places and circumstances. So it really, so. On the other side of that, on the other side of that coin, if there is something that you're not wanting to create, Mm -hmm. well, you have about 17 seconds before you're going to be sucked into (laughs) a point of attraction that you're probably not going to like what's showing up. So that's why in that you know, kind of funny way um Esther was talking about I like, I have something to complain about, but I'm only I can I can only complain about it for sixteen seconds so I don't start to build momentum and therefore create more of what I don't want. <laughs> so. And
3: I, I loved how they said that's not exactly what we had in mind when we explained that to you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love how Esther twists that <laughs> into being something that she can get away with 16 seconds of complaining without necessarily <laughs> messing up. But, her- you know,
3: and I also love that because it's not like as human beings, it's not like we're never going to complain again. You know, but but now when I do complain, I think about that. I'm like, oh, better be better be quick with this because I got to get back to my focusing on what is working. I have you know, and so it makes me mindful about how much time. I am going to vent or complain because there's no way in the world we're going to say we'll never do that again. I mean, at least I'm not.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think it really is very interesting to look at sort of the science of this that, you know, that there that every thought that has ever been thought still mm-hmm. exists. I mm-hmm. think about that for a minute. So all that empty space that you think is empty space, it's not. There are waves of energy. There are thought forms That have existed throughout time. So when you start to think something because your mind has that energy and it has an attraction um, momentum, your thinking is an energy field and like attracts like, Mm -hmm. you can start picking up all all kinds of crazy stuff that isn't yours. In other words, you didn't originate it you know, you're just kind of, you just, um, you fell into the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, you kind of went into a place. And all of a sudden, you're living there, (laughs) and you're paying rent. (laughs) And you can't figure out how how it happened, you know, so it it really is, um, on the mechanics of it important to know. uh, Because, you know, it's that kind of feeling where if you stub your toe in the morning, and you keep focusing on it before you know it. Everywhere you turn, you're bumping into stuff. Um, so we want to <laughs> you know, wake up from that and, and start to turn the 17 seconds into another direction. Now, sometimes that takes quite a bit of force because you've got a certain amount of momentum going in a, in a different direction. But I love knowing the mechanics of this. And that I can turn this around. And sometimes I do take my watch and go, okay, you know, I'm going to focus for the next minute and a half. Not an easy thing to do, by the way, because our minds are so great at uh, at moving around and, and doing a lot of discerning. But it is powerful to know that. So, well, let's go back to this delicious track that we're listening to from Abraham Hicks. Again, it's from abraham-hicks.com. If you're not familiar with their site, go over there right after the show. And purchase everything that they have because it's awesome. But let's go back to this recent workshop about the infinite pie.
2: Armin's death. (laughs) Anything to stop herself from moving forward or from adding to an open pipe that she doesn't want. It's about awareness, isn't it? So I deliberately got on the high-flying disc and now I'm deliberately staying on the high-flying disc. You put these things together and it becomes something that you can easily do and... Not only is it easy to do, but the results of it are easy to see and there isn't anything more wonderful as a deliberate creator than to accomplish a vibrational point of attraction deliberately and then watch what happens next. Nothing will make you feel more worthy. Nothing will make you feel more loved. Nothing will make you feel more invincible than to realize that the entire universe is cooperating with your deliberate intention. It's also cooperating with your indeliberate intention. Call that creating by default. You know how something good will happen and you'll feel fortunate or lucky, you say. It seemed like a coincidence. I want to give a new definition to coincidence. It's a cooperative incident that law of attraction has orchestrated. And so it's not iffy it's not chancy it's not lucky it's creation creation because of a powerful law that is absolutely consistent to the vibration that you're offering so when you offer vibrations deliberately and know that you have and then get to feel and then witness or realize what's coming back to you ah you just begin rolling with this and you begin feeling the power of your own empowerment your own empowerment your own ability to choose and define and clarify and focus and resonate with and allow and then experience deliberate creation is utterly delicious yes yes And And knowing you did it on purpose You see, we don't want you to Come away from a Cancun experience And attribute The deliciousness of it To the power of what The Abraham Hicks organization orchestrated It was magnificent The music The fun There was so much that was packed into that But that's not the reason that you felt the way you felt The other day this, this (laughs) This explains this more clearly Esther went to the beach in mission bay san diego she was feeling so good and she's taken to saying to herself i feel really good what could be even better i feel so good what could be even better and so the first thing that came to her mind was an in and out hamburger <laughs> <laughs> and eating it at mission bay So she jumped in the car and made her way down there and sat and ate her burger while she watched people playing. They were on roller skates, they were on skateboards, they were sunning, they were running, they were boating, they were windsurfing. About every manner of deliberate fun was before her. And as she was watching them, she said to us, Abraham, I don't think anybody is feeling as good as I am right now. She said, it's like they came here looking for fun, and I had fun and came here. It's like they were looking for a way to surprise and delight themselves, and I was already surprised and delighted, so I was inspired to this. And we are wanting to explain that that speaks it all. In other words, if you've achieved the vibration and then the inspiration leads to the behavior or the action, then the action will give you so much more back, where most humans are looking for a behavior to enhance their experience. And so we just wanted to get this squared away. We don't want you to come to these events or to any event, whether we are involved in it or not looking for the upliftment that it provides we want you to be on that high flying disc and if you are so inspired then to come and co-create with us that's the best of all of it you see yeah,
1: yeah. that is indeed the best of all of it
2: (laughs) i (laughs) love that
1: isn't that great let's recap that a little bit so um this idea that you know that the entire universe is cooperating with you i just can never hear that enough you know, there's something about that. It's so delightful, too, because I think that our conventional wisdom, the um, sort of collective consciousness says quite the opposite, you know, that there is that it, there is nothing really cooperating. It's just a big fight to the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really love this idea that the entire universe is cooperating and that there's no such and that cooperating is really um, a cooperative incident. Yeah, it's not coincidence. You know. Yeah,
3: I love that too. And you know, I I really think that it's only cooperating with us when we think it is, because when we think it's conspiring against it, us, it is because <laughs> we're right. Whatever yes. you think is, you know, thoughts or things.
1: Right, right, exactly. I think that's what's the the the, the catch twenty two of this is like if it it will basically show up as a, a mirror of whatever you're putting out there. But um, you know, the, this idea of you know that you. Actually, discern first how you're going to feel, how you're going to position yourself, and then allow the circumstances then to show up. Is such a more powerful way and more creative way to live than to go looking for experiences to help you feel better. You know, oh, it, oh man, it's isn't such, that like a relief? <laughs> it's such a different way to live, you know. And I remember living more the other way where I was constantly looking for the people, the places, the things to inspire me, you know, Mm -hmm. which,
3: which is looking for a sign, looking for, or going uh, places
1: that, you know, would feel good or, or having, you know, or trying to, you know, like go have a drink because I need to feel better, you know, doing things to try to have an experience where if you're already in the experience, then the universe can show up in such a more exciting, vibrant, momentous way. Um, Like so what Esther was saying, you know, she felt good and then was inspired to go get a hamburger and go sit at the beach. You know, that was her way of of accentuating that rather than going to get a hamburger and sitting on the beach in hopes of feeling inspired. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's a whole different way of, of living. And, um, and I find it really fascinating the way that they, they rolled it out, you know, and, um, achieve the vibration first, which is, which is really the takeaway in the full circle of the infinite pie is that you want to achieve that feeling of, um, of unlimited freedom to who you want to be and what you want to be and how you want to experience this life. And when you come from that place of achieving that vibration, then you truly are powerful, that things that you are wanting are on their way if they haven't already arrived. And it's it's a very different stance um, and a very powerful technology to live from, to have this information in your pocket.
3: You know? Well, I feel, I feel like, and, and this is something I've been noticing since I was a little kid, everything that seems like is the way it truly is, is exactly the opposite of what we've learned it to be. <laughs> you can so, pretty much bank
1: on it. You can, you can pretty, pretty much, much bank on it. On it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's pretty much the opposite you've been taught. Um, and it's the opposite of most of your belief systems. Oh, well. <laughs> lots of wonderful work to do and we have actually come to the end of our hour so this is an opportunity for us as we learn this new information to begin to focus on it to do the 17 second and 17 second work to begin to absorb these truth principles because they are actually our our inherent truth so they will have their way with you your cells of your body like this information um, everything is going to work with you when you begin to step into these higher truths so um, so really it is an opportunity for you to play in that larger field of the Lord as they say and have fun with this have fun with this this is information. That should give you inspiration and encouragement. So, thank you, Heather, for spending this hour together. Thank
3: you, Ray, so fun always.
1: You're amazing. Love it. And I didn't know you, I, I really didn't know you didn't like pie. This is kind of shocking for me. I'm going to have to work <laughs> with it.
3: I don't like donuts or pastries either. So. I, don't,
1: I don't know what to do with you. That's I have no idea what to do with I know. <laughs> chocolate, 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 chocolate.
2: That's <laughs>
1: Thank you, everyone, for being with us. We'll see you next time on on Everyday Attraction. Pop over to our website at everydayattraction.com. Send someone a card by going to our sponsor, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. And don't forget to go visit Heather's site at resetyourmindset.net if you'd like to have some extra support in all this wonderful work. Be well.
0: Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences, and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews, and call in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation only on Unity Online Radio.
4: Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to
2: it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your
4: Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM. Unity Minister Rev Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful
2: spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern for the Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev Ed Townley only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
5: In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph. I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation and every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer.
0: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
5: Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth. A unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net.
6: If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Rev. Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you, wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate, self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and Let the Stillness Touch You. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop.